There is huge breaking news out of the Vatican today on Friday, March 25th, during the celebration of penance, at which the Pope will be presiding at 5 p.m. in St. Peter's Basilica, that's 5 p.m. Rome time. Pope Francis has said he will consecrate Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The same act on the same day will be carried out in Fatima by His Eminence Cardinal Krajewski, the Apostolic Almoner, and uh, he's the envoy of the Pope there. This is the John Henry Weston Show, where we're going to be discussing this and what it means. Stay tuned. Russia has factored in, in a huge way into the messages of Our Lady of Fatima in 1917. On July 13, 1917, after having shown the three children of Fatima a terrifying vision of hell, Our Lady of Fatima said the following words to the children at Fatima. Listen to this quote and listen especially as it pertains to Russia. She said, You've seen hell, where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. If what I say to you is done, many souls will be saved and there will be peace. The war is going to end. Remember, that's the First World War. But if people do not cease to offend God, a worse one will break out during the reign of Pius XI. Now, of course, that's interesting because there was no Pius XI in 1917. So, she continued, To prevent this, I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays. Very important words. She continues, If my requests are heeded, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world, causing wars and persecutions against the Church. The good will be martyred. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. She continues, In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and she will be converted, and a certain period of peace will be granted to the world. So, these words are part of what has come to be known as the second secret of Fatima. They've been the subject, of course, of much controversy over the last hundred years, particularly over whether the prophecies have been fulfilled or are yet to come. But what is clear is Russia has a tremendously important role in the fate of the world, whether for good or for ill. A few months before this message, in February of 1917, revolution had broken out in Russia and leading to the abdication of the Tsar. Now, less than a month after the final Fatima apparition and the miracle of the sun in October 1917, the Bolsheviks took power in the October Revolution. It was a truly frightening time for the world. Communist revolutions sprung up in many different places, and no one could tell where things would go. The year 1917, the year of this revolution, is itself full of meaning. 1517 was the year of Luther's rebellion against the Church. 1717, Freemasonry was established, rebellion against Christ and the idea of Christianity. But in 1917, the year of atheistic communist materialism represented a rebellion against God himself. Now, we are all aware of the horrors of the Russian communist regime, whose effects are continuing to this day through cultural Marxism and other means. We're told that Sister Lucy, or Lucy at the time, the oldest 
of the three Fatima children did not actually even know what the word Russia meant at the time, and yet she always affirmed hearing it. Russia does not feature very greatly in the later messages at Fatima, but returns with greater force once Sister Lucia had entered the convent and Our Lady returned to make her request for the consecration of Russia. So there were also visions at Tui in France. In 1929, our Lord told Sister Lucy that the time had arrived. At a late holy hour, kneeling in darkness, lit only by a red sanctuary lamp, praying before the Blessed Sacrament at the communion rail, and saying the prayers that the archangel taught her in Fatima, suddenly the chapel was filled with light. A great cross appeared on the altar, held and supported by God the Father, with Christ hanging upon it and with a luminous dove at his breast. A chalice and a host were in mid-air, with drops of blood falling from Christ into the chalice. To the right was Our Lady, with her immaculate heart crowned with thorns and flames, and on the other were very large letters spelling the words grace and mercy. In this vision, Our Lady said, and I quote, The moment has come when God asks the Holy Father to make, in union with the bishops of the world, the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart, promising to save it by this means. End quote. So you might ask, why Russia? Now, this may all sound quite strange. Why Russia, of course, but why a consecration and why to the Immaculate Heart of Mary? Well, we can see the horrific and bloody role that Russian communism played over the last many years, not least toward the Russian people themselves. And it's said that the way the communists behaved showed that they hated the Russian people more than any others. It enslaved around 18 million in the gulag system based on ludicrous show trials and denunciations. But it's estimated that 3.5 million Ukrainians died in the Holodomor, a man-made famine that the Ukrainian government and others recognize as a genocide by the communists. This is to say nothing of the horrendous blood-stained atrocities carried out by the communists in other Soviet republics. So we can see why Russia is important, but why the Immaculate Heart and why consecration? Sister Lucy actually records our Lord and these are the quotes from our Lord to Sister Lucy. Because I want my whole church to recognize that consecration as a triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The Immaculate Heart of Mary, he said, will save Russia. It has been confided to her, end quote. So some say that this has already been done. And we've indeed enjoyed a sort of peace. Uh, and indeed, the USSR has appeared to have fallen but it's hardly been replaced with anything that we can clearly recognize as the triumph of the Immaculate Heart. And as I said on a previous show, how can we imagine that consecration happened in 1984 when we've seen more unborn children massacred since 1984 than in any period of time before that? So after the 1929 vision uh, that I just mentioned, Sister Lucy sent letter after letter to her confessors and her bishop and various other clergy asking that these messages reach the Pope and be fulfilled. Again and again, she stressed the danger facing the world 
and the importance of this consecration for averting it. For example, six years later, this is six years after our, Lord, our Lady first came to ask for the consecration, 1929, as she asked. So six years later, she said in her letter to a priest, and I quote, Regarding the matter of Russia, I think it would please our Lord very much if you worked to make the Holy Father comply with his wishes. She continued, About three years ago, our Lord was very displeased because his request had not been attended to, and I made this fact known to the bishop in a letter. Up to date, our Lord has asked nothing more of me except for prayers and sacrifices. She continued quoting Jesus, or her revelations about Jesus, when I am speaking intimately with him. It seems to me that he is ready to show mercy toward Russia, as he promised five years ago, and whom he wishes much to save, end quote. So it's really striking how frequently and urgently she wrote to these people, to these various clergy and leaders. There are many more examples in her other letters. The lack of a consecration was key. In 1940, Sister Lucy attributed the outbreak of the Second World War to the consecration not having been done. She said that, and I quote, Our Lord also regrets it. By this act, he would have appeased his justice and forgiven the world the scourge of war that Russia is promoting by the nations since the war in Spain, end quote. Now, it's not really taught in schools, but the Spanish Civil War, which was a prelude to World War II in many ways, was a brutal anti-Catholic persecution by the communist forces in Spain, in which many priests and nuns were butchered. In fact, Portugal, Spain's neighbor, was largely spared these atrocities, which the bishops attributed to their own consecration of Portugal to the Immaculate Heart. Now, everyone knows that, the Spanish, that Spanish communism was being spurred on by the communists in Russia. It's not a secret. But Sister Lucy is saying that these atrocities would have been averted, would have been stopped, if the consecration had been made. In other words, Russia was already being used as a scourge against the world. And Sister Lucy said further, and I quote, Therefore, it is the will of God that the request renewed with the Holy be renewed with the Holy See, unless this act intervenes, through which intervention we would obtain peace, the war will only end when the blood spilled by the martyrs is enough to appease the divine justice. And there's even more than that. Now, we've all heard of the famous Third Secret of Fatima, which was due to be opened in 1960, but the consecration itself was supposed to happen soon after 1929. Now, in 1931, Sister Lucy recounts a frightening message from Christ, already angry at the hierarchy's failure to obey his request for the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And I quote, here's what he said. They did not want to heed my request, and that's the crest to consecrate Russia, right? So they did not want to heed my request. Like the king of France, they will repent and do it, but it will be late. Russia will have already spread its errors throughout the world, provoking wars and persecutions against the church. The Holy Father will have much to suffer, end quote. And then she relayed this message from Christ to her bishop and the hierarchy. And I quote again. Make it known to my ministers that given they follow the example of the king of France in delaying the execution of my request, they will follow him into misfortune. It will never be too late 
to have recourse to Jesus and Mary. End quote. So what does this mean, the king of France? Well, in 1689, Christ had ordered through St. Margaret Mary Alacoque that the King Louis of France uh, consecrate France to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. He promised great blessings for this act and punishments for failing to do so. And for various reasons, it didn't happen. And a hundred years later, the later king, Louis XVI at the time, lost his head in the French Revolution and the monarchy was overthrown. So, what a frightening message that if the consecration of Russia is not done, the hierarchy will go the way of the King of France. Who knows exactly what threat that threat actually means, but we can leave that aside. For our purposes, thinking about Russia, we see again that Sister Lucy says that it, the delays mean that even when the consecration is made, Russia will have already spread its errors and provoked wars and persecutions. So there was another interview, a key interview, that Sister Lucy gave in 1957. She gave it to a priest called Father Fuentes. Listen to what she says there in this interview with Father Fuentes, which, by the way, was given approbation to publish, approbation to publish by the bishop. Quote, The chastisement from heaven is imminent. The year 1960 is on us. End quote. And that year, of course, the third secret was supposed to be revealed. So then she continues. And then what will happen? It will be very sad for everyone and far from a happy thing if the world does not pray and do penance before then. End quote. But does she seem to tell us with hints what the third secret says? This is the third part of the message of Our Lady, which still remains secret until 1960, she said. Tell them, Father, that the Blessed Virgin said repeatedly to my cousins Francisco and Jacinta, as well as to me, that many nations would disappear from the face of the earth, that Russia would be the instrument of chastisement from heaven for the whole world if the conversion of that poor nation is not obtained beforehand. End quote. That is so important. You know what? That's so important. We should actually listen to that again. Many nations would disappear from the face of the earth and Russia would be the instrument of chastisement from heaven for the whole world if the conversion of that poor nation is not obtained beforehand. Given our situation right now in the world, that should put everybody in such alarm and please God give us such hope for the consecration of the Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So, what is this consecration right now? Pope Francis has said he's going to consecrate Russia and Ukraine. Um, there's no mention of doing this with all the bishops of the world, as is heaven's request, so we don't know what that's going to mean when it was done before just by the Pope like that, uh, without doing it with all the world's bishops, it wasn't accepted. So what is this one going to mean? I don't know. LifeSite has already contacted the Vatican to ask if it's going to be done uh, with all the bishops of the world simultaneously, which was the request. We haven't got an answer yet. We're waiting to hear back from the Vatican. So what can we do? Well, as we watch what's going on over in Ukraine, can we not see the beginnings of this prophecy in light of these words? It's chilling. You know, it's chilling stuff. The elimination of the various nations, we haven't seen that yet. We might with a nuclear war, and that's exactly what's being threatened right now. But we recall 
that these things, they're not about stirring up hatred or warmongering, but we want to think about them to focus on how we should view these events, what might be more helpful to ourselves. There's no whipping ourselves up into a frenzy. What we can do is pray and observe a good Lent with proper fasting and the Ember Days, by the way, which are the first week of Lent, and by doing penance for sin. But Sister Lucy also told us that we were to do two specific things. The first is pretty basic. We should all be praying the rosary every day. In the interview with Father Fuentes, she said that Our Lady told her, the rosary has been given a new efficacy, she said. She has given this efficacy to such an extent that there is no problem, no matter how difficult it is, whether temporal or above all spiritual, in the personal life of each one of us, of our families, of the families of the world, or of the religious communities, or even the life of peoples and nations that cannot be solved by the rosary, end quote. Those are strong promises, and we should trust them. But the second means, the second way she told us, is uniquely linked to Fatima. We can observe the first Saturday devotions revealed by Our Lady of Fatima. This is the idea. For five consecutive Saturdays, and just keep doing it, of course, once you've done the five, we go to confession, receive Holy Communion, offer five decades of the rosary, and then 15 minutes of meditation on the mysteries of the rosary, all in a spirit of reparation for sins committed against the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now, if you're wondering about the meditations, I've done a 15-minute meditation for you on the mysteries. If you want to use that, great. But you can just spend 15 minutes meditating on all the mysteries or one of the mysteries, whatever you wish. But 15 minutes of meditation apart from the rosary itself. This is what our uh, sister Lucy said in 1939 to a priest about it. She said, and I quote, War or peace in the world depends on practicing this devotion. That's the first Saturday's devotion. United to the consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So, we just passed the first Saturday of March, so we're going to focus then on the first Saturday of April. Who knows whether what is happening in Ukraine is the start of something bigger and darker, but heaven warned us nearly a hundred years ago and gave us the weapons to overcome these things. It's no good tweeting things like pray for Ukraine and then merely sending good vibrations over there. The best thing we can do for Ukraine and perhaps ourselves is to pray for the conversion of Russia and to make reparation to the Immaculate Heart in these first Saturday devotions. These are our weapons. It's time to pick them up. This is John Henry Weston for LightSight News, and may God bless you. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I wanna say if, but it's really when, 
we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.